We open on the positively titular Chillhaven High. The old brick building, lying quiet and peaceful, empty as it is the dead of night, a time when school traditionally is not. The moon hangs high in the sky above the Chillhaven school, like some sort of satellite or celestial body captured in the Earth's orbit. Is it rock? Is it cheese? From this distance, who can tell? But what's this now? (laughs) Our perspective shifts, almost like the camera is turning upside down in a creepy and sinister way. The moon once above us is now below, and Chillhaven High is uh, still in front, because it was kind of in the middle. But now... (laughs) We're zooming towards the school, bursting in through the front doors, winding through the hallways until we find a vent, a vent in the floor. So above us, remember, we're upside down right now. We travel up, that means down, into this vent, (laughs) squirreling through the ductwork, down, down, down in reality, but up for us from our perspective. (laughs) How can you talk for this I would have gotten so confused already. Traveling through the basement, through the boiler room, and before finally up through the floor into the stove. Rocks, dirt, uh, clay, sand, other ground stuff surrounds us and grinds out of our way. Bones of uh, raccoons and um, Jimmy Hoffa pass by. (laughs) There he is. Before we emerge up into a wide, domed, subterranean chamber. Oop, what's this? Our camera's twisting back around now, putting us back regular style. Floor underneath, ceiling above, and what's that in front? It's Angela Atticus Jr., face to face with an adorable demon named Emma Riley Woods. she in demon form? No, she's herself. That's why I said adorable. Okay. Well, I mean. Oh, you think she's adorable either way? I don't know. Someone might. <laughs> oh, that's true. I don't want to universalize uh, adorableness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Angela, what a nice surprise. Or whatever I said last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angela touches the walls, touches the stone runes, and then looks at Emma. Do you live down here? Define live. <laughs> well, I guess, do you just keep your stuff here? I don't know. Do demons sleep? Do you sleep? I have um, slumbered for centuries in the past. So now I like to make the most of my time. You know, when you slumber for centuries, you kind of get caught up on sleep for a while. I have so much to do. So what have you been doing since I saw you last? Enough about me. What have you been up to? What brings you down into my subterranean cavern? You know, we have a lot to talk about. Do we? We do. You know we do. But I'm not going to bring that up right now. Well, I mean, I guess I did. You kind of just did bring it up. I kind of just did. That's one of the things I like about you, Angela, is you're always so direct. Thank you. Never have to wonder about what's on your mind. 
That creeps me out for some reason, the way you said that. Um, I'm not trying to be creepy. I know I'm a, like a demon and everything, and so there's sort of like an underlying creepiness that's always kind of pervades every interaction, but right now I'm just being affable. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone... That's creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, listen, this isn't easy for me to ask, you know, because I asked you for help once before and it didn't really work out exactly how I imagined. Excuse me? Well, like I said, we'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. You but keep bringing stuff up. I know, I do. That we're not talking about the stuff that you're talking about. But we're going to talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> but I'm here because I need your help again. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. But why would I help you when you're not happy about my help I gave you before? You know what? I've been asking myself that question, too. And what did yourself tell you? Myself told me to still come down here, which I'm mad about. Listen. I'm listening. I need to go to the Fey world. I'm like being summoned or whatever because um, someone's trying to take the throne. And, um, you know, my mom, she was uh, once a ruler in the Fey world. And I guess it kind of goes to me because she's um, kind of not around anymore. And so I'm being summoned to like claim it, but others want to claim it too. Have you seen a song of wings and whispers? Uh, it- you know, like the TV show? Do you have a TV down here? I, you know what? I don't have power down here. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV. Well, basically what I need you to do is come with me to be my right hand demon and the Fey world to scare off my maybe potential enemies. I just need to come in with the powerful force. And you know, I can't really bring Penny or Zeke. Why not? Really? Why not? Well, Zeke I get. <laughs> <laughs> But Penny is a source of great power herself. I'm sure she'd love to help. She is, but I need her to stay here. We have other things that we need to take care of, and if I'm not here, I need Penny to watch over them. Interesting. And why do you need a right hand at all, Angela, when you already have such a strong one? And she reaches out and just sort of touches your your strong, barky arm. Angela jolts her hand back. That's really funny. Thank you. I just need to come in with a stronger presence. I... I feel like these people kind of all know who they are and the powers that they have. And I don't know anything about this world. I'm like just catching up. And you seem to know about me and you have you know about the future that Penny and I could bring about. And I just feel like you have knowledge that would be helpful in this land of things I don't know anything about. Well, you're right. I do know some things. Let me educate you slightly. Demons such as myself, are not exactly beloved in the Fey community. That's even better. They'll be more afraid of you and me. Fear is not necessarily the emotion. Well, I, disdain is how I would describe it. The, the Those of the forest, those of the Fey, you know, they have a really negative opinion of um, the infernal ones, what they call us, demons, you know. Why? Oh, it's a long story. They consider themselves, you know, uh, avatars of nature and guardians of life. And they consider us to be, you know, hell 
risen abominations and creatures of death and suffering and destruction. And for some reason, they see those things as somehow fundamentally opposed. They're just really negative about my stuff that I do. (laughs) Okay. I can see that. But, I mean, that's why I kind of need you to come. Because I need them to take me seriously and know that I'm not messing around. And if I have someone there that's strong, that they wouldn't expect to be there, I think they would listen to me a little bit more and, I don't know, maybe respect me, not mess with me as much. I just feel like a lot of people are going to try to take this from me. And I don't know if I want the throne or not, but like, I don't want to be manipulated or taken advantage of, you know? Um, don't you think it'd be fun to torment people that don't like you? Isn't that like your whole thing? I wouldn't be so uh, reductive as to say that that's my thing. Um, we see Emma take a step closer to Angela. Angela takes a step back. And Emma takes another step closer to Angela. Angela takes another step back. You feel the wall behind you now, Angela. <laughs> and um, you, you have a hard time understanding how this can be true. But even though Emma is much smaller than you. Angela these days is pretty tall. Tall baby. And Emma's uh, not. You still feel somehow physically like she's eye to eye with you in this space. And she says, um, what do you want, Angela? Why are you going? <sighs> I mean, if I'm going to help you, I should I should know what I'm helping you with. That's fair. I don't know, Emma. I haven't been able to tell Penny or Zeke this, but I I don't know. I'm kind of interested in just seeing what Feyworld could be like or seeing how powerful I could be or what I could become. And I don't think that anyone can understand that maybe except for you. Maybe you wouldn't judge me as much as my friends would. For wanting power? Yeah. No, I would never judge you for that. That's why I just need you to come with me. Okay, I think... I have a string on Emma. I know, I was going to say, this is feeling like a string pull. So, pulling strings, you can pull a string to tempt someone to do what you want. I want to pull the string... On Emma. Okay. I have to be honest, Angela. Although I imagine that my presence will make your trip to the Feywild um, a bumpier ride than it would be otherwise, I might also be able to keep you alive, which I suspect would be beneficial for you and your plans for the future. I don't know how much you know about these creatures and their world, but they are fickle and malicious, violent, narcissistic, and cruel. So I can see why you want my help. But you know, I'm a demon, so (laughs) I can't just go around helping people without asking anything in return. And like you said, you weren't happy with our last arrangement, so... You know why. I mean, like, 
this time, can we do something simpler? Like, I'll give you like a makeover, <laughs> or I'll pay for like a fitness class for you, or I can make you dinner. I've been getting really good. I'm making. Do you eat? Occasionally. Do you eat food? Occasionally. Okay. I mean, if you eat something, isn't it food? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, as as lovely as all of those offers are, and I'll try not to look too deeply into the offer for a makeover, my ask is actually much simpler than that. And smaller. So small. I just need you to make me a promise. What? I feel like this is a perfect setting for it, isn't it? It's all spooky and stuff down here, it making a promise spooky. to a demon. Ooh. <laughs> And Emma reaches out a little hand and takes Angela's big hand in it. Should I be doing this without knowing what the promise is? That's up to you. I was about to tell you the promise. If we're holding hands is like magically seal the promise in or something. Nothing will seal until you agree. Okay. It's only your agreement that's binding. I would never do anything without your consent. I'm just making sure. Okay. What's the promise? And Angela, you get a twinge of something in your hand where Emma's touching it that is um, not pain, but not not pain. And you see an outline of like searing in the wood around where her hand is touching. What are you doing to me? I need you to promise me, Angela, right now, right here, that if we do this, if I help you and I accompany you, on this journey that when the time comes you will not balk you will not cower you will not run if I help you we will do this all the way and you will accept the crown and the throne that you are pursuing I just don't want to waste my time. (laughs) 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 Well, um, can I have like 10 seconds to talk to myself in my head? (laughs) Only 10. (laughs) Sure, you and yourself take as much time as you both need. And she lets go of your your bark hand and you see like a blackened handprint where her hand was touching you. Um, almost like a, a log pulled out of a fire. And she just walks off to the other side of the uh, runic chamber, just kind of like spinning her dress around and occupying herself. Angela touches where her hand was seared. Okay. I can't call Penny or Zeke. So I'm just going to talk a lot to myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I shouldn't do this, but... Do one protection. Our camera is just like slowly zooming in on Angela's face. (laughs) Do one protection. Do one someone who knows about Faye because let's face it. Let's face it. I I don't really know what I'm up against. I just know that people are going to want to hurt me. They're going to want to take my power and my throne. But I don't know if I want it. The whole purpose of this was to go and see if I wanted it. I feel like Emma wants 
there's something in this for Emma, obviously, if I take the throne. She knows way more than obviously she's saying. Angela. Yes. As you uh, have this internal dialogue, you're sort of looking down onto this burn mark that Emma left on your big hand. And you find yourself kind of mentally floating free from the space that you're in. And you get the sense that this burn on your hand is expanding, the edges of it crackling like a brush fire as it expands across both yourself and the space around you, burning away your very perception of the surroundings of this cavern, this runic chamber. And you see before yourself now, as the the flames and the ash make way, you see your mother, not Allie Atticus Jr. You see Jiva Jona, or at least Jiva Jona from the neck down. Her wooden corpse attached to a massive, viney, creepy looking, thorny throne. And as you look at this figure, a sprout blossoms out of the neck and begins to grow rapidly before you. Vines, greenery, leaves twisting around, emerging, taking shape, and forming a shape of a head. As you look onto this head, two eyes snap open, burning with green fire. The vines continue to grow atop the head into a large asymmetrical crown. And as this head takes shape, you see now, Angela, that its face is your own face. It's sharpened wooden teeth, your own sharpened fangs. And before you, Angela, it opens its mouth and vines stream out, swirling through the forest. You watch as these vines continue to ride forth from this Angela figure seated atop this throne, consuming the forest in its entirety. And as our camera pulls back, we see hundreds of figures, vaguely humanoid in shape, although the details are not clear to us, as they all take a knee, lower their heads, and bow before you until they too are consumed by the army of vines. vision ends and you find yourself back in the chamber with Emma. Emma. Oh, hi. Are, have you finished your um, brooding? Mm, a little bit. So what if I, um, what if we try to go on this journey and the intention is to be on the throne, but I can decide last minute if I don't want to take it. Angela, do you think that if you fight with my help to take your place atop the throne of the Feywild and then abdicate, that you will be allowed to just, what, leave? Come home, live your normal life? Your existence is a threat to every other 
fairy, creature, dryad, what have you, who is currently planning and scheming, making allies, making deals, fighting to take that throne. As long as you are alive, Angela, their power is unsure. You will not be allowed to live unless you dominate them. And you're saying I can't come back once I take the throne? Can't come back to Chillhaven? Oh, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to go wherever you like. I'm saying that if you renege, if you refuse, I would say that your life from that moment will be calculated in terms of hours or days. Okay. Fine. I promise I will take the throne if you come with me on this journey. And just because I see these visions of me being all powerful doesn't mean that I can't control my power once I have it. I'm still going to be me. I would say maybe more you than ever. So we have a deal? Take my hand again. Angela puts her big trunk arm on Emma's. Emma places her small hand right in the exact spot where it was before on the charred outline that remains on Angela's big hand. And we see now again a deep smoking ember emerge in Angela's fist before popping open and revealing a small black sprout. This black ashy plant grows up from the point of contact before blooming, revealing a seed that looks like a burning piece of charcoal. Emma reaches out delicately with her other hand, plucks that seed, considers it for a moment, and then swallows it. And she says, okie dokie, the deal is made. Great. <laughs> um, well, I'll just swing by tomorrow and we can head out. I will need 24 hours to get my affairs in order here in Chillhaven. Your affairs? <laughs> I just have some loose ends I got to tie up before I go on a dangerous journey into another you know, dimension or whatever. So, Okay. Um, well. Meet me here at this spot in 24 hours. And then we'll head out. Okay. Uh, thanks, I guess. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow night, Angela. Thanks for stopping by. Our camera resumes its journey out from this underground cavern, back up through the rocks, through the uh, bones that line the ground of Chillhaven. Hi, Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, hello, Jimmy. Um, oh, there's Amelia Earhart. <laughs> oh, <Found her. laughs> this is where the Bermuda Triangle lets out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Up through the bones of her old timey plane, <laughs> and then through asphalt. That's right. We're emerging up, back through the ground, up through a road. Oh no, a car's coming. It's gonna hit us. No, it's not. We're just a camera. We're going to go through the hood of the car, through the engine block, and up through the seats, emerging inside the interior, a great place to be inside of, 
of a 1976 AMC Gremlin piloted, that means driven, by one Hunter Von Price, a.k.a. Theodore something. <laughs> and in the passenger seat, one Carlos Espinosa. Okay, so you can give me the directions to his house, right? Because I'm just we're just driving. I've just been driving for the past five minutes. Yeah, just keep driving for five more minutes, and then when you see that circle M on the corner, we're going to make a right. Okay. Do you like this song? I love this song playing right now. One time I got to see this band, um, and you know, Zeke and Tim were with me, and I thought that they were going to be a lot better than they were, but they weren't. Wait, and then- Zeke and Tim or the band? Zeke and Tim were with me. They weren't in the band. We were seeing this other band, the one that's singing the song right now. No, I know. You You said you you hoped that they would be better. I was asking, did you hope that Tim and Zeke would be better, or you were hoping that the band would be better? Well, that's a more serious question, because I really do want Zeke and Tim to be better. <laughs> I, you know, and that's why I'm so happy that you came here, because I really think that we have a good friendship going. And Zeke and Tim, they've just been really ignoring me a lot this summer, and I love them so much, and I just, I don't know what it is. They just... They don't just, they just never want to hang out. But now that you're here, we can go on all the fun adventures that Zeke and Tim and I were supposed to go on and like go go play video games and go rollerblading and, uh, you know, bowling stuff friends do, you know? <laughs> if you if you want to go rollerblading, I, I would like to go rollerblading only if you want to go rollerblading. But the band, the band was, I wish that they were better. The, the band should have been better too. Also, Carlos, I I think that you are a very special person, and I think that anyone who would ignore you doesn't know what they're missing out. And I cannot wait to go rollerblading with you. Would you like to go tomorrow? Carlos turns and looks at Hunter. I would love to go rollerblading tomorrow. I hear you guys have a municipal skate park and also zoo. We do, it's really awesome. So we can rollerblade and then we can rollerblade over to the elephants and then we can rollerblade over to the lions and we can rollerblade over to the, what other animals do we have? (laughs) Whales, so it's really (laughs) tricky. They allow you to rollerblade. What's an animal a zoo would definitely have? Well. Do they have anteaters? Yes! They have five! Sammy, Twanda, (laughs) Slithery Snake Boy. Yes, I I go to the zoo every single week. You go to the zoo every week? I record them and what they're up to, and I take photos of them, and I take photos with them. With the anteaters specifically, or with the whole zoo? The whole zoo! I love animals. Uh, uh, Okay, pop quiz. What are the bears' names? Coda, Slim Shady, (laughs) Reaper, and Dancing Queen. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, what are the dolphins? Um, Wigglebutt, (laughs) Rhodey, Samantha, and child of the sweet sun. <laughs> they taught the dolphins English and let them name themselves. Yes. But I can introduce you to all of them, and now they allow you to rollerblade in the park, in the zoo, so we can just skate around and drink high C and, and just say hi to all my friends. Wow. Sounds like a plan. And I look forward to tomorrow. Me too. I think, Hunter, I feel like, are you turning someone on? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think you are. 
It's manipulation and it's evil. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> anyway, turn someone on. Roll, Roll hot. hot. Hey, hey, hey. Guess what? I'm hot. Oh, no. I'm you are? Hot, I'm a hot boy. Hot I got you. too hot. You too hot to handle. Hot? Yeah. None of my characters are Have hot. you heard how I talk? <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a nine. So, yeah, you can either give Hunter a string or choose one of those reactions. I'm going to give Hunter a string because I think that I'm not... Carlos is not embarrassed, doesn't need to act awkward. Um, so give okay. Hunter a string, another string on. So Hunter now has two strings on Carlos. Yeah. Okay, you said right at the circle, M. Yeah, right there. Okay. And, and then you'll now see... Where? Um, you'll just go down a little bit longer, and then it's the really mm, sci-fi-looking house up there with all the stuff hanging off of it. The one with, like, 12 satellite dishes of varying sizes? Yes, that's it. Great. As they pull up in Hunter's Gremlin, and it screeches to a halt, Carlos jumps out and runs to the door, really excited. He starts knocking and banging on the door. Hunter closes his door and begins to walk up to the house at a normal human pace. <laughs> Carlos, hey, oh, hi. I brought Theodore. Hi, Hello. Theodore. Hello, it's nice to see you both again. Hey, Penny. Hi, hi, Carlos. What you doing here? Yeah, Let's... what's up? It's like nine o'clock. We have really important news. Can we come in? Uh, I think you're... They're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Yep. All Come right. on in. Hi, Theodore. Hello. Thank you for having us. Carlos jumps over the back of the couch and plops himself on some pillows. Listen, something really bad happened last night at Angel's party. What? We were there. I mean, yeah. Angela broke up with Saber. And it was yeah. Fucking brutal. Listen, we told her it was not gonna go very well. No, I don't know what the fuck she thought was gonna happen. They broke up. Yeah. Well, is Angela okay? Is Saber okay? I, d um, I haven't talked maybe to Saber. And we probably should reach probably out to Saber. Saber. No, we should check out and reach it. Reach yeah. It. We should check in on Saber because. Well, um, so y'all know Upton St. Queef? <laughs> yeah, vaguely. Yep. Well, they went missing last night and they were at the party. What? Yeah. And the St. Queef student going missing isn't the first strange thing that's happened recently. Perhaps. You all saw the news reports of the couple who was attacked by an animal in their car on the road. <laughs> uh, no, I hadn't, but animal attack usually means... Not an animal. Not an animal in Chilhaven. Well, okay, one time it was animals, but those animals were also Monsters. people. Isn't that the real truth? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so serious animal attack and then another disappearance usually means strange goings-ons. Yeah. Chillhaven. So we thought we'd tell you, because usually, you know, you're solving mysteries. <sighs> yeah, we just kind of already had one, Plans. you know? Yeah, but yeah, we kind of already had a thing. Well, I mean, we got like a few things. We got a lot of plates spinning in the air right now. Well, it's full of ghosts. We got to find out about our moms. Angela's away. going to fairy town. Well, um, 
Theodore and I can help. Yes, we would be happy to. Help in what way? Well, if you have something to do, we can get down to the bottom of the animal attacks. So you just want us to come up with a plan for you to do? I mean, I guess not. We can come up with it, right, Theodore? Ah, uh, I don't know why you'd assume that I have any ability to come up with a plan to investigate such a mystery, but I am willing to give it my best shot. See? Uh, Zeke, can we just, like, for a second? Have, just, a, little, have a little huddle? Yeah, a little uh-huh, one-two uh-huh. step to the left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, we'll be right back. Okay, this seems like a lot, right? Listen, I don't like this new person, and, yeah. and Carlos trusts what, he's everybody. Coming in, he's coming in with, like, really, like, taking the reins energy. But also, we're fucking busy, so do we just let them, like, investigate and, like, be harmless? Or is that too much of a risk and we should just tell them to mind their own business and then we will hopefully get to it when we can? I mean, like, what's the worst case scenario? <laughs> that, what do you mean, what's the worst case scenario? Carlos' Carlos butt dies. got caught on fire, like, last year. That was my fault. Yes. So he might be safer without me. True. <laughs> so you think, so you think they should, they should help. I mean... You trust Theodore enough. I, I, I don't. I'm I not don't... saying if this goes wrong that it'll all be your fault, but <laughs> I am just okay, saying. Okay, you did just say it though. No, I said, said I'm said not it. saying it actually. Right. You're listening. Right. You kind of put it out into the universe though. Well, it's kind of in sets like saying, you know, don't think about elephants. What are you thinking about now? Flamingos. <laughs> okay, let's tell him. Carlos? Yeah? Theodore? We think you should help. Yes. Yeah, Carlos, we're 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 deputizing you. Well, as a as a, a deputy junior assistant to uh, assistant the assistant to the members of on probation. What? <laughs> adventure. <gasps> I've been waiting for this. I want you and Theodore to look into the animal tech and the disappearance. If you see anything spooky. If you see anything with teeth, do not pursue, okay? Deal. Theodore? Mm, Deal. (laughs) And if anything weird happens and you feel everything is out of control, you call one of us, right? Call one of us. And you call me first because I'll answer. Okay. And if I don't answer, something is probably wrong. Okay. All right. Yeah, if I don't answer... It's Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Zeke never answers my calls. It kind of upsets me. So yeah, Penny, I'll, I'll call you first. Just text me. I tell you all the time, just text me. But I want to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to use um, a move on yeah. Hunter. Okay. Ooh. I would like to use my um, my scanner's move to read inside his mind to see why he actually wants to help. Ooh, okay. Great. Okay. What? How does this? How does this move work? When you look into someone's eyes, you can read their thoughts. Roll with dark. On a ten plus, take a string on them and ask them any question. They must answer honestly. On a seven to nine, you get to ask them a question. On a miss, they an- they ask you a question instead. Okay. Great. I love this. Yes. <laughs> That's a six. So I've missed. <laughs> God damn! Even in a new game, I can't roll good. Okay. So take experience. Before the conversation wraps up, we see Penny smiling, lock eyes with Theodore, um, and focus on him as she tries to enter his brain to read his thoughts onto why he really wants to help out with any of this and why he's here.
as the camera zooms in closer to Theodore's head, we get like the through the body, you know, and we see the, the DNA, we see the, I don't, it doesn't matter what order, but we get to the brain. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like the sparks flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The camera does the Jimmy Neutron brain blast Exactly. Montage. Thank you. Yep. Uh, it zooms in like on his forehead and then you see like his brain pulsating and like synapses firing and like stuff flying around. And we go deeper, 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 down, down, down into Hunter's mind until we find Penny White standing in a dark void. Not again. The only feature directly in front of her is a dive bar. Brick. Dirty. Smelly. With a big sign on the front that says, Hunter's Brain. Outside the front door of this dive bar is Hunter, but wearing a black t-shirt that says security hmm. with an earpiece in his ear and holding a clipboard. Mm, this is weird. Uh, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Theodore? Name, please. My name? Yes. Why do you need to know my name? Name, please. I need to know why you need my name. Name, please. You have a list of just random names? My name's Penny. The uh, projection of Hunter touches his earpiece. We might have a situation outside. No, I told you. You gotta wait, because I gave you what you wanted. You weren't supposed to do that part. Penny. Now I take it back. My name is Angela. Penny what? Freeman. <laughs> the hunter inside his own mind begins flipping through his clipboard. I'm sorry, you're not on the list. You're not allowed in. Who is on the list? I don't feel I have to give you that information. Is your name Theodore? Who is Hunter? We see Penny looking around. Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And the projection of Hunter grabs Penny by the shoulders and just starts pushing her. Uh, and then you feel a firm shove on your back before you snap back into your own body. And Hunter, S Theodore, mm -hmm. stares at you knowingly. Penny continues to smile as if nothing has happened. Penny. Yep. Were you just in my brain? I don't know. Were you thinking about me? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> how did you, how did you do that? How did I do what? How did you get inside my head? Oh, Penny can do that. Zeke. What? You can't even let me have any fun. What? He knew. He's the only one who doesn't know what my deal <laughs> is, and you won't even let me have any fun with it? Listen, we're sending him out on a mission uh, with Carlos tomorrow. Fine. Okay. I know it's a junior deputy mission, but it's still a mission. Whatever. Well, no, we're supposed to go rollerblading tomorrow. You we can, can go rollerblading on the mission. Okay. He really likes to rollerblade. I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, I can read people's minds. Well... You can try to, anyway. Okay, well, who's Hunter? What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get into your weird bar brain, but I saw a sign that said Hunter. Hunter's the name that you gave at the at the diner. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, but it was supposed to be a fake name, and Theodore is his real name. So, wait. Hunter <laughs> is your fake name, and Theodore's your real name, but in your brain says Hunter. Yeah, it's to throw people but off. But yet you have questions for me. Yes. Throw what people off? The people trying to get into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know I wasn't going to help? Why? <laughs> I don't like people getting in my brain to help without me asking first. Okay, well, I don't know where to go from here. I can read people's minds. It didn't work, but I'm not evil or anything. <laughs> but now I'm suspicious of you. Well, this has been a lovely and tense conversation. But, uh, Carlos... 
Yeah? Perhaps we should retire for the evening and get our rest for the mission tomorrow and leave these two to do the same on their journey to do what again? Look for our moms. Yeah, we're looking for our moms. They're both missing. It was weird. My you mom, don't have to go into any more details, mom, Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you tried so, to kill so Penny, much. And Penny's mom was like trying you to do some stop. weird stuff to her brain. Uh, we gotta go find out where they are. Okay, well, be safe. We'll let you know if we see anything. Bye, yes, Hunter. We will report back with our findings in the morning. Bye, Penny. Bye, Zeke. Bye, For the Sophia. record, my name is Theodore. Carlos, be careful. Thanks. You be careful. All right. Carlos, let's go. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Well, that was fun and yeah. weird. Theodore seems nice. No, no, he doesn't. Why is everyone just acting like he's normal? I, I don't know. He seems he seems. No one nice. ever acted like I was just normal. He's tolerant of Carlos, so he has the patience of a saint. No, Carlos is gullible and will just do whatever anyone wants to do. As long as it involves him. Yeah. And also, he's probably feeling kind of lonely because you haven't hung out with him in a while. But we've been busy. I, I, I hang out with him. Well, let's get to packing for our, our adventure. We cut. Uh, our camera pulls out, not into the ground now, but through a wall outside of the home of Zeke and Jeff Lynn, and also Sophia, I guess. Back out under that big, mysterious moon. This moon illuminates the yard surrounding Zeke's home. The trees, the bushes, the mysterious silhouetted figure? That's right. We see the moonlight glint off the gleaming alabaster skin and red glowing eyes of one Ron Fetus <laughs> as he backs slowly into the shrubbery and out of sight. Dick Spangler are played by Miss Lawson. Angela Atticus Jr. and Carlos Espinosa are played by Megan Stressman. Zeke Lynn and Hunter Von Price are played by James Kenlar. James is also the composer for all of Chillhaven's original music. Ron Fetus, as well as every other colorful character in Chillhaven, are played by our game master and producer, Philip James Stressman. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Monster Hearts Tabletop Game created by Avery Alder. Good night, everyone. <laughs>